Oh, we've got our sassy pants on today. So yeah, it's a coming. You're listening to Inbox Besties, the only little guy approved podcast that gives you dangerously practical advice for turning internet randos into subscribers with benefits. You know, the kind that pop open their wallets and throw fistfuls of cash at you for your courses and, and coaching, not like that other stuff. Perf. Now let's get to it. Oh, welcome back, my inbox besties, besties. Kate Doster here of katedoster.com. And as always, I am beyond excited to be in your ear holes today. And today, I got to tell you, like, y'all are in for it. I have to say, I've tried to record this before, and I got so loud and so livid that I burnt out the old microphone. And we probably are still going to end up having this problem. So hopefully, we can fix up this audio and post. But this is just something that I am just so unbelievably passionate about about and I'm just like I need to get this out. And so the title of this episode is The One Thing to Focus On When Nothing Has Been Working. And I'm not really going to keep you like too long here. But, oh, what should I focus on? You know, should it be growing my email list? You know, should I be doing Facebook ads? Should I be doing guest posting? All that. And the answer is none of that. Exactly. Because you see, the one thing that you really need to focus on when nothing has been working is straight up honesty, like being honest with yourself, honest about what's going on in the day, what you are doing, what you're not doing, all of those sorts of things, being completely brutally honest. <laughs> and you're like, what? Like, how actionable is that? But like, here's the thing that really gets me, especially when I feel like people are in the cusp of sort of giving up. If like, oh, well, like I tried everything, nothing's working. It's like, well, what did you actually do today? Well, you know, I kind of did this or like, you know, I've been in Facebook groups or like I've been posting on Instagram every day. Okay, well, one, if you've been posting in Facebook groups and you've been doing it every single day and you have been doing this, you know, for seven days a week and you've got five groups that you're going into and nothing is happening, then you need to be honest with yourself. Either the groups are bad or the stuff that you are posting is bad. It is not actually resonating with the people. Or honestly, it's just a bad waste of your time. And I know that there's something called the, we've talked about this before, the sunken cost fallacy. But if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. If you are posting and doing Instagram stories every single day and then you go and you look at your analytics to keep you honest and you find out that on average only 20 people are actually looking at your stories and you're trying to use a business model that you know you need to have like sponsorship deals and you need to have a massive audience to actually get this work well clearly whatever you're doing just the act of doing an Instagram story is not working are you actually hashtagging that are you going on to other bigger pages asking them to do story shout outs and you are doing takeovers and all that sort of stuff. Are you doing the hard things? Okay. You need to be honest with yourself because if you're like, well, I'm creating all these blog posts and I'm making all of these pins and like the traffic just isn't coming. Well, okay. One, are you listening to something like the Simple Pin Podcast? And two, are you honest with yourself and you realize that Pinterest is a long-term game? It can take almost six months for you to see some action. And I don't know about you, but I'm not one for sitting around for six months. Like, yeah, obviously I love having it on the back burner and when it turns on that it's great, but what are you going to honestly do in the interim? And if it is just sitting in your safe corner of the internet, creating more blog posts or creating more podcasts or creating more videos, but then not doing the hard things to actually get it out there, to market it, to make sure that you are doing collaborations. If you want to do ads, that you go ahead, that you do ads, that you tweak your messages, that you're learning your audience, that you're getting them on the phone. Are you being honest with yourself? 
Are you actually putting out offers out there? Are you pricing things accordingly? If you have a small audience and the only thing that you are selling is a $7 product, of course you are not going to have $10,000 months. Y'all know that I am for completely illogical results. I mean, again, we just had a student that made almost $30,000 selling a course on succulents from Love Your List, okay? Like, we don't believe in logical here at all. But you need to realize, oh, if I'm barely getting any traffic or if I'm barely getting any signups, of course, this $7 product that Kate told me to make or somebody else told me to make to make a $27 one or to have like a paid class and I'm not getting any signups, like where's all this money? You're missing the people part if that's the way you're going to do it. But if you're like, you know what, I'm not going to go the small thing route. I am going to go big. I am going to do like one-on-one services. I'm going to do coaching. I'm going to charge like a premium or like $5,000. Then of course, it's going to be really easy for you to have a $10,000 month when all you need to do is sell two coaching packages as opposed to trying to do that equivalent math. But you have to be honest with yourself. Is that a model that you can get behind? Is it things that you actually like? What has been holding you back? And that's really the sort of second part of this honesty. You have to be honest with your actions. You have to take an honest to God look at your numbers, which I know can be scary and devastating and no one likes to do that. But you need to take an honest look at yourself and your mindset. I have to tell you the biggest change in my business that had happened in 2019 is I finally thought like to myself, maybe there is something truly to this mindset stuff. Sure, like years ago, I had read The Secret and all of that. But when I actually got honest with myself, and I can tell you, really sort of the two sentences that changed my life. And it's just really, I get emotional just saying it because it's like, it sounds so funny, but it's like, it's so true. The first one, and they're both going to be from my money mentor and coach, Amanda Francis. And the first one was, I had to forgive myself for judging myself. Like I was judging myself for things for not taking so long, you know, clients necessarily not getting the best results. Although honestly, they usually do, but you know, you want more or judging yourself for wanting more money or judging yourself because like your family is judging you. Like, even if you have been working on this mindset portion, which I honest to God think it is 100% the yin to the yang, but I think it's the missing piece for so many people. That's why we've been incorporating it so much more here on the podcast and in my emails and all of that sort of stuff, because I want you to attack these things at all single angles. Okay. It's like, I forgive myself for judging myself. I forgive myself for judging myself for thinking I look bad in photos. I forgive myself for judging myself for thinking that I'm a failure because things are taking too long. I forgive myself for judging myself for two years, honestly, not being brave enough to do the scary things. If you are doing everything, are you every single day pitching four to five guest blog posts, podcast, media outlets? Are you doing that? Are you truly doing everything or are you doing things that are comfortable? I don't care how many Canva graphics you create. Yeah, that could get you a little trickle here and there, but that's not going to get you huge action. And the other thing, and this is probably the second sentence that changed my life besides that I forgive myself for judging myself because I needed to let myself off the hook. Because if I was going to have a lot of animosity towards myself, even if it was secret animosity, it wasn't going to work. And the other thing when nothing is working, I know this is going to sound so odd. And I say, do this first and then create an action plan. I want you to ask yourself, what bad thing could happen if it worked? I know, and I'm going to repeat that sentence again. And again, I got this all for money mentality makeover, which is technically actually open. Amanda opened it for like a special promo because people have been asking her for it. So you can go to katedoster.com forward slash MMM. There'll be a link in the show notes. And if the course is closed, don't worry. She turns the sales page over to this amazing free bundle that you can get. But I'm telling you, it's the best. What bad thing can happen if I am successful? 
Okay, so I'm actually going to, I was trying to look for the journal entry, and I probably could have found it, especially after this is being the second recording, and I've blown out this microphone a million times too, but I literally asked myself, if I was successful, if I had a successful launch, if this podcast got to be number one on iTunes, what was I afraid of happening? Was I afraid of criticism and judging and exposure because, you know, there's this stupid sort of mindset that goes around or the stereotype that the bigger you get, the more haters that you get? Was I afraid that I wouldn't seem like myself anymore? Like, oh, people would be like, I remember back in the day and now you're like too big for your riches. Is it one of those things that I thought that my you know friends and family would judge me or that everyone would come at me for money? I think that that was sort of one of those things, even though no one in my family is like in that spot because I feel like a lot of people have that friend or relative that's always like, you know, hitting you up for rides or like asking you for money here and there. I didn't have any evidence of that in my immediate family or friend circle, but it was still like, now everyone's going to expect me to do that. Or now I have another big one for me was I would have all of this pressure of making sure, and this was really messed up, that everyone was successful. Every single person that gave me money, it was my personal responsibility to make sure that they made gajillions of dollars. And it wasn't until I realized that that's one of the reasons why I wasn't taking these bigger leaps, why I wasn't taking these bigger chances, why I wasn't getting myself out there, you know, why I wasn't sharing my number and all this sort of stuff, because I did not think in my energy bubble I could do it. And then again, after talking to Amanda, because she's my coach, she's like, how dare you rob people of the chance to be able to prove to themselves that they are capable. Like, what are you doing by making them dependent on you? Yes, obviously the material that you want to put out is hot fire. And my material is hot fire, like straight up hot fire. Email marketing fairy got someone, her name is Liz, like $15,000 from her investment in the email marketing fairy, which is 36 bucks. Okay. And it was just like a couple of emails she used from it. All right. So my stuff is hot fire, but it is not all of me and my stuff's responsibility. Like you can bring a horse to water, but you can't force them to drink or you'll drown them. And I was like so caught up in my own narcissism and needing to be everyone's savior. And maybe you guys are that same way. Definitely let me know on Instagram. I think this really goes for being a mom, but it's probably for everyone. We're like, I want everyone to depend on me, but then I get resentful that everyone depends on me. You know what I mean? Like being the superwoman, always being the mom, always taking care of everyone, always having the most of everything, but also the most to give and all this sort of stuff. Like once you sit down and actually really start looking at this mindset and ask yourself, what is the bad thing that is going to happen if I am successful? When you say them out loud and you don't have to say them out loud if there's people around and you feel weird or when you say them on paper, but I have to say reading it out loud makes a huge difference. You're like, well, that's just funny. Like I literally had there when I wrote this down and this was before, I think this was before the launch in last March. I think that it was like, you know, I was afraid if it was successful, that we wouldn't be able to handle it. That'd be a lot of refunds. Y'all, we have had three refunds total of Love Your List ever 2.0. And I think both of them were from an affiliate sale. So it's probably people that hadn't known me for a while anyways. So it wasn't that big of a deal, which is unheard of because we have over 350 students and it's growing all the time. So it's just like, oh, like, well, that's dumb. And I also, you're going to hear yourself say that phrase a lot. Well, that was just dumb. Or like that my mother was going to resent me. Now, if you guys have been listening to previous episodes, I talked about how my mother was very versed to sales, really hated rich people, had a really poor money mindset, scarce mentality, all of that sort of stuff. And so I had this weird thing, especially because I saw it when my cousin got like a good paying job. She's like, oh, like, I bet he makes six figures and all this sort of stuff. And then I was like, my mom's the most like kind, loving, 
hippie-ish, like, love for all type of person at all. So she's not a person personality. I'm just like, when I said it out loud, knowing my mom and knowing me, I'm like, that's just dumb. Because my mother has always wanted better for me and my sister than she always had. I think that every generation sort of wants that. It's like, you you know, your grandparents worked so hard. And that was another thing that I had. It's like, you know, my grandparents literally, <laughs> them, they were in submarines. One of them was nuclear cleanup during like World War II. So you know that there was a lot of safety procedures. And it's like, oh my goodness, like, who am I? It was guilt, generational guilt. I was like, who am I to make $777 a pop, just teaching things that I love and supporting people, you know, once a week, popping into the Facebook group, when my grandfather had to literally clean up nuclear waste. And that is the kind of crap that you've got going around in your head that you might not even know that is holding you back, which is why that sentence, literally, of what is the worst Thing that could happen? Why am I afraid for this to happen? Why am I afraid to sell? Get it all out. And usually you can go in and actually after you kind of word vomit it all, some of the stuff you're going to laugh off and just be like, well, that's just dumb. The other stuff you might have to go ahead and work through. And that's really what I learned how to do in Money Mentality Makeover. Again, katedoster.com forward slash MMM. There'll be a link in the show notes if you want to check it out, all the amazing testimonials and stuff. But basically you have to rewire the ones that are just like, what if they don't all get the best results? You know what I mean? So then what are you going to do then? What is going to be your action plan? Same thing with if you say you've been doing everything and you know that you should be guest posting, why haven't you? And if you're blaming time, it's like, did you have time to watch television? Did you have time to play Animal Crossing? Did you, or are you afraid of rejection? Or are you afraid that everyone's going to say yes? Again, your brain can be so weird once you actually get to it. And like, I can't, explain it any other way. And it's another thing of like recently we're hiring another teammate who um, is very close to me and my family. And it's just like, they had told me what they were making in their normal nine to five. And like, I did all the math. I'm just like, I could pay you like three times that if I wanted to. I'm just like, that's not so much money. And I know that they were working so hard to the bone. And it's just so funny how everything can be so unbelievably relative. So even nothing, is working. What do we want to focus on? First, I want you to get super honest, super honest about what actions you've been taking. And then I want you to go ahead. Why am I afraid of this stuff actually working? Or why have I been too afraid to try other things? Because I hate to say that business is easy because there are days when it is the absolute worst. But really the formula for a successful business, just straight up, get a bunch of people, make them something or find an offer that they like, put it in front of them, explain to them how it can help support them. And you're like, that's it. Repeat. That is it. So how are you going to find those people? How are you going to attract them to you? How are you going to ultimately convert them? Again, it's really only that simple and you need to be able to get out of your own way to do it. So if nothing is working, be brutally honest with yourself. Forgive yourself for judging yourself for everything, for wasting time, for not doing things sooner, for thinking that things are stupid. And then be really honest. Look at those numbers and be like, you know what? While I might love this, I don't think it's working. So what am I going to do? Am I going to try something different to promote it? Am I going to go around different avenues? Or am I just going to stop doing it and try something else? And I'm telling you, when you try that something else, make sure it's something that's a little bit scary because that is what is going to get you action the fastest. And I will see you guys next week.
Thank you for having Inbox Besties in your ear holes today. Why don't we go ahead and make it a regular thing? Go ahead and slap that subscribe button now. And while you're at it, why don't you go ahead and take a screenshot and tag me over on your Instagram stories, Kate underscore Doster, so that way I can give you a shout out for being a bestie of the week. Later days.